Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome, this is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Mike the Mariner, Barry the Boater. Rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information. All right, so uh, a lot of stuff to talk about today, right, Patrick? Yeah, so much stuff that, uh, with all the boating news that is out there, I mean, we're coming into, we've actually, the boat manufacturers are uh, 2022, 2022 models are now coming off the out of the production plants right um we're we're in the midst of the really boating kinda, boom the the boating well yeah kind of yeah kind of but with everything out there i would like you all individually or as a group to promise me live on air mm. that no matter what happens in the future we will never, ever, ever do a show dedicated to cooking on a boat or using any type of uh, cooking utensils on a boat. Can you all promise me that right now? Absolutely. Absolutely. Sure. Not. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that because there would be nothing worse than to dedicate a whole show to what to use on your boat to, for cooking. How so, do you get to? I, uh, yeah. How do you get a boater on your side through the stomach? Hello. Uh, I, no. So, it, it, you go boating, I, you go to restaurants on the water. No, you catch I, some fish, grill it up mm-hmm. on the grill there. No, no, no. Restaurants on the water, not I, the food in the water. I do appreciate you all taking that oath live on we will never do, recorded. We'll, nev- we'll never do it. Yeah. I yeah. appreciate yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, nothing would be worse. So huh. um, coming into boating news, one one story that uh, it's somewhat boating related, uh, probably more Greg Holt related. I uh-uh. wanted to get uh, Greg's take on this. This story actually broke, um, I believe it was yesterday, came across the uh, World of Boating Newswire. A lobster diver who jumped off his boat off the coast of Provincetown, oh, yeah. Massachusetts, to check his traps. What do you think happened to him? Um, he caught some lobsters. No, the lobsters, lobsters grabbed his uh, bathing suit and pulled it off. <laughs> Wow, no, only Barry would that, think that. Why did you go there? <laughs> that, that, well, they do have claws, geez. you know, and they don't like being uh, caught in. Yeah, but why did you have to bring nudity into it? I mean, really, Barry? Well, I thought you would enjoy that. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Something wrong uh, with that, Mike, boy. Mike, you got any, got any ideas of what happened to this lobster diver? I don't know. All right. So <laughs> who, who knows? I mean, he, he, was, he was 45 feet below the ocean surface when suddenly he felt this huge bump and everything went dark. Again, huh. any ideas what may have happened? Uh, well, was he using tanks or was he free diving? Uh, it really doesn't say, but I'm going to say 45 feet below. Yeah, uh, he was on tanks. He had tanks. Oh, he had that. A tanks. scuba diver. Uh, he blacked lobster. out. Uh, I don't well, know. Well, no, don't right make it a quiz. He, we he, can't take this, Patrick. Come he, on. He said, he said first he thought he was a victim of a shark attack, mm. but after noticing a lack of sharp teeth, he realized he was <laughs> in the mouth of a whale. 
What? Oh, yeah, that's happened to me before. Uh, you no, show us in 145 <laughs> feet down, and he was a little narked? No, he uh, said no, 45 so, feet down, right? Well, the, yeah, the, but yeah, he was not. on a tank uh, because he said he was still struggling to breathe through his regulator. Um, that apparently caused the whale to shake its head with 30 to 40 seconds. The animal surfaced and ejected Mr. Packard from its mouth, from his mouth. Packard's shipmate, Josiah Mayo, said he saw Packard being expelled from the whale. <laughs> Actually, I'm very familiar with this story. I don't know the, know the guy, but I did read up on yeah. it. It's uh, quite a, uh, an interesting scenario. So he was trying to get his lobster, and a humpback whale uh, was following a school of fish that swam right by him. And uh, humpback whales, like, open up their mouths, and they just kind of scoop up a big school of fish. And he happened to be in the middle of that school of fish, I guess, and he scooped, uh, scooped the diver up. Well, I bet the whale was surprised. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, what is this? And he there, spits it out. Well, here's the thing. Uh, ju- just to be uh, technically correct, uh, these particular whales, these humpbacks, are filter feeders. So they don't, you know, they don't eat people. Uh, and, you know, I don't even know. They, they were saying they, you know, he, they wouldn't, the whale would have never been able to get the diver down his throat anyway, just because of how they're designed, I guess. So when he, he got in there, he, he said he felt the uh, muscles of the, of the whale's you know, jaws or, or, or mouth or whatever, or throat and, uh, started just, you know, moving around and bumping it as much as he could. He wasn't sure what was going on, but sure enough, the whale started shaking. He's like, okay, I'll do it more. And finally it just spit him out. But he was like in the whale for like 20 to 40 seconds or so, which is an eternity. Well, it's, it's happened before, according to Jonah. Well, I've, I've read about that. Yes. Yeah. So, so uh, but but this was a pretty crazy uh, story, and he lived to tell about it. Um, so, you know, I, I I don't know. He did say he goes. I, I thought this. I mean, this is it. I'm done. Because initially he thought he was swallowed up by a shark, and then, like you said, he he didn't notice the. He's like, hey, there's no teeth. Well, what's going on? What am I in? Yeah, what, I think he's probably going to switch to freshwater fishing now. Possibly, <laughs> very possible. <laughs> there are some big alligators out there too. So, but they, but they well, were saying they've never documented this other, you know, th- this happening before, other than you know the Jonah and the whale story, I guess. But you, you uh, could have cut yourself out, you know. Well, maybe, yeah. You know, most divers have little big old big ass dive knives. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, but but I don't even think he thought that far ahead i don't know he just said he moved around punched the walls of the of the mouth or throat or whatever and obviously the whale didn't like it but that'd be a a freaky encounter for sure and what an awesome story does he have yeah yeah did he did he sit down and just light a candle in there and sing songs no no there was no i don't think there was any air it was all water he was just in his throat you know or in his mouth so he never got into the stomach because like i said supposedly in a humpback whale the the throat opening's not big enough for a person to fit through because they're filter really? filter feeders, but they got these well, huge. Well, he certainly tested that. Yeah, theory. exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't want to test that evolutionary factor when it comes to those type of critters. But but yeah, so it's, science uh, can check that one off the list. The only thing I read about that story, Patrick, I don't know if you noticed this, is as far as injuries. It, it all he said he had soft tissue injuries. What the heck does that mean? Uh, that means that he was kind of the 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 whale, possibly you know, in in scooping him up. Um, you get soft tissue I- injuries, uh, deep bruises, okay. um, things of that nature. 
possibly, uh, you know, you wind up with some torn muscle, torn ligaments, things like that would huh. kind of be more of that than no broken bones or, or mm-hmm. concussion. Right. Or Plus he got like slimed. That. Yeah, evidently. Yeah. <laughs> Whale mucus all over him. Yeah. Right. I guess, I don't know. The moral of the story is stay on your boat <laughs> unless you feel yeah, exactly. comfortable. <laughs> Uh, getting in the water and being swallowed up by a humpback whale, but they, they I, like I said, they they can't seem to document this ever happening again or before, other than like the Jonah thing, from what I read too. So it's an extremely rare event, and just kind of like one of those lightning strike type of things. Even more rare than that, I guess. Right? I wonder. I wonder if a whale shark could do that because they don't have any teeth either that i know they're all uh, well it's about the opening of the of the mouth i guess i mean it, well you see whale sharks yeah i mean it'd be tough i mean well it depends on how big the whale shark is so yeah, yeah. i mean you got whale sharks you got basking sharks basking sharks are kind of the same thing uh they have a huge huge uh mouth when they open it up and they filter feed and you could you could fall into one of them if you were in their way and uh but i would imagine the same thing would kind of happen spit out <laughs> yeah but a humpback is you know actually i i we've there have been incidents uh where like divers were on the surface and i think it's humpbacks that uh kind of hunt hunt in packs and they'll create a bubble curtain and uh and like swirl around like a a, a school of fish and this uh-huh. bubble curtain that they create will kind of force the fish to the surface and then the three or four whales that work together will come up and like gulp down the uh, schools of fish at the surface. And there has been situations where divers happen to be at a spot where they were bringing up their school of fish and, you know, got a leg caught in a mouth and stuff. But it just like flopped them over and scared the bejesus out of them. But, so uh, the moral of the story is if you see a lot of bubbles yeah. swim away correct as fast as you can it, right? it could okay. be a whale You're it part could, of the food chain it could be one of those uh underwater aliens you know the ufos that are out there uh, now no more unif none of those what do you mean none of those what none it's happening those. it's all over the news yeah, so i know but once again the moral of the story is stay on your boat and unless you feel comfortable having an encounter that might uh uh, make you me- make your west to uh, mess your wetsuit or something. So, you know what I mean? Does that does that mean <laughs> yeah. does that mean you're no longer going to be uh, diving for lobster? No, it's not going to stop me at all. It's such a rare occurrence, and gosh, just think of the story this guy has. He'll be the center of attention at every bar he goes down go to That's goes right. to. For, he'll never buy another beer. for here to the yeah. end of his life. They're getting a nice white outfit to wear. Yeah. Okay, maybe there's that. More coming up on the roller boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers, listen up. From their high-impact NK seven resin to their exclusive power claw latches nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear plus nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market the company has been around for over 15 years but it's new to the u.s so we've made a small number of nano cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scuba radio.com go there now and check out nanook 
the evolution of protection. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department led by his ex-girlfriend and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast captain sparrow come to join me crew lad welcome aboard i'm here to find the man i love I'm deeply flattered, son, but my first and only love is the sea. I'm the captain of the boat, and I really like to float on the water, out on the water. So put on your sailing pants and do your sailing dance. Take a ride on a boat with me. Let's go. go sailing on a boat with me. Get on board. Boats are fun, you'll see. I like boats. Me too. You're in the right place. This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Mike the Mariner, and Barry the boat around and out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information. All right. So if you don't want to get out uh, in the water, dive for lobster, uh, you know, end up in the belly or the the mouth of a humpback whale, eh, maybe you just ought to stay on your boat. And, uh, you know, it's it's a teach his own kind of thing. I mean, I'm yeah. not afraid. I'll go do it. I love it. It's worth the risk catching well, lobsters and then especially even, eating them. Even staying on your boat can prove to be hazardous, especially if it's a rental boat, which mm-hmm. was the case uh, out in Texas this past week yeah. as well. By the way, all of the stories that we talk about and most of the stories that we don't talk about, we won't get to. These are all uh, posted on the World of Boating Facebook page, which through the magic of the Internet, simultaneously appear on the world of boating website so uh check us out on either one of those two please uh pay special heed to our sponsors because they are the ones who keep us on the air again this is a live radio show we do know that a lot of you listen to it as a podcast but it does go out uh nationally syndicated so we appreciate you uh paying patronage to our sponsors and uh if you do happen to uh partake of some of their wares please let them know that you heard about them through world of boating we mm-hmm. appreciate that True. so um out in texas uh they've had a a spate of rain which has caused um ladybird lake um which houses austin's longhorn longhorn dam uh to open up the spillway 
if you're familiar with the spillway, that's, you see those, that's where it kind of looks like one of those infinity pools, if you will, where it's just kind of flowing over the edge. Um, this one at a fairly rapid uh, pace. But these four boaters, uh, call them boaters, four boat renters, um, took this electric boat out and they got stuck right on the edge of this spillway. Uh, wow. Literally, it was on a mm. spillway, uh, spillway, big time. I mm. think that's what I just said. Yeah, because um, they're yeah. right on the edge. I saw the pictures, and, and you kind of wonder how did they end up there? Who knows? Or you Greg, know, I mean, Greg, I'm, I'm not sure if you mentioned this, but they were right on the edge of the spillway. Okay, but uh, why were they there? <laughs> is the question. They lost power and then had no uh, no way to get away, or well, did they weren't paying attention and then well, maybe like, not enough power to overcome the current with a yeah. little electric motor? Do we know? He's Possibly. trying to get to that. Well, okay. Possibly. Spit but, it out. You know, <laughs> I just I just want to let you uh, expound upon your uh, musings there before I continue with the story. Okay. Well, um, we've done so, that. So this this is a, a electric outboard boat. And when I say electric outboard, judging by the uh, the overhead shot, this looks like one of those 1957 era uh, electric boats, uh, most notably because it's got tail fins um, on the aft end, and it's a very light turquoise green, and the seating huh. arrangement would lend me to believe that it was more probably manufactured in that era. Um, it does not give the rating of the outboard engine, the electric, but with the recent rains and with the spillway being opened up, you're going to get this current um, that is going to be taking you towards the spillway mm -hmm. and if you're not a knowledgeable boater out on this out on ladybird lake um this could prove to be hazardous especially if you get yourself too close and to mike's point you try to uh turn about and head out in the opposite direction and you just don't have enough power there to overcome the current and fortunately they got hung up right on oh. the edge just a, a probably about call it about a third of the boat hanging over the bow mm -hmm. over the spillway. Wow. But I, I did want to take, a, and it, you know, there's a drop off there, of course, in the rapid flow of water. Right. Um, but did want to, I did have kind of a, uh, with one of the news organizations that reported on this and I won't name who it was people magazine. Um, <laughs> their, 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 their uh, headline is helicopter crew rescues four women stuck in boat. Mm-hmm. Oh, eh. We lost him. Yeah, Patrick <laughs> just fell over the edge. He just he went over the edge. He, he got the undertow. Right. Well, I'm looking. I'm looking at this. It does. It looks like something. It looks brand new, but I'm surprised these are electric motors. But they do look like something from the 1950s with the fins and all that. Yeah. And and if anything, uh, it being an outboard motor, that means it had a uh, a lower unit and the skeg probably also saved them because. Uh, you know, it would extend below the uh, hull mm -hmm. and keep them hopefully from going over. But if you're all the way at the end by that, you'd probably go over anyhow. Well, I just wonder how they got there in the first place. If they if they were really uh, just kind of probably... cruising and not really paying attention. And then by the time they realized they were in trouble, like you said, they, they were stuck in the current and couldn't get out of there. But the, the big question mark is, is, too, when you look at the aerial photos, you can see how the boat's right up to the spillway there. But did they actually know? Could they see? I don't think. I'm not sure they could see I, over the edge. 
Well, they, I think that was the point is that you could see where there's concrete pylons on right. each side. Mm-hmm. So they probably went up to the edge and didn't realize that their little itty bitty electric powered motor was not going to be able to pull them away from there. Right. Uh, sure. So when they went and back and saw the video, they were like, oh, oh crap. You yeah, know, and that's a little using- bit of a choke point too. So the, the 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 current accelerates as it gets close to that spillway. Yeah, and when you start to make your turn, you know you're you're accelerating towards that spillway. You're making the turn, even when you you've gotten three quarters of the way through your turn, you're still going backwards. Uh-huh. Right. So I mean, you, there's no way to overcome that if you've got a little two horsepower electric motor, right, pushing your boat around. Yeah, and yeah. How, how would you like to be the guys in the helicopter just watching this? Like, hey, this is going to end up being like a scene from Indiana Jones where they go over the yeah. waterfall, mm-hmm. and we're going to get it. This will go viral. That's well, uh, it's so precarious. The pilot must have been thinking, man, I hope my rotor wash doesn't blow him over the <laughs> I, don't, I think <laughs> it was more important for him to get the shot. Yeah. I'm just guessing. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But they, but I guess the owners of the boat that had rented it to them uh, gave them, throw them a rope, and they they actually pulled them back from it. I think that's what happened. Well, they they had to use a gas powered boat. They realized that the yeah. electric just wasn't going to cut. Right. It. See, we're not ready for all this electricity stuff. The, this electric power. We, well, we still need fossil fuels to save people's they're, lives. They're actually making outboard electric motors that are 180 horsepower. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's Can not you believe the motor. That? Well. It's not the motor, it's just the power, just making sure you have the juice when you need it. It's the battery power that you need, it's the juice, as you say. Exactly. It's it's all about the juice. Wasn't there a Seinfeld episode about that? I don't know. It's one of those. It's all about the juice. Anyway, we'll see if we can get Captain Patrick on our... He may have just went over the spillway, I don't know. (laughs) Or coming up on the World of Boating. Listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Barry the Boater, Mike the Mariner, Captain Patrick. Uh, jumped in a barrel, went over the falls. I, I'm not sure what what happened. He he just wanted to really illustrate that story, I guess, about these uh, folks took their electric boat uh, a little too close to the uh, spill well of or spill whale. Is that what it is? Spill well of the dam? Spill spill way. Spill spill way of the yeah. dam. Right. And if you saw this, it looked pretty harrowing. And uh, but but they got away unscathed. I got a pretty mm-hmm. cool story to share well, with friends now too. Yeah, but it underscores the importance of situational awareness. Correct. That's why I said, you know, yeah. You wonder if it's it's three ladies are out on a boat, just out chilling. You know, they might have. Uh, what is four ladies? Is that what you're saying, Barry? Four, okay, yeah, there were four men. Uh, so they're out, uh, just you know, hanging out on a boat, and they might maybe some of them had a cocktail or two. I'm not, I'm not going to say that was the case. But it sounds like one of those kind of social outings, you know what I mean? Where they could mm-hmm. have been out there and weren't really paying attention, like you said. And next thing they know, yeah. like, hey, what's this? What's this thing sucking us over to this wall over here? Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, I just well, wonder if they realized it at the time that, you know, literally a foot away was uh, a pretty st- steep drop. That would have been, yeah. uh, that would have been an amazing story and eh, good chance they wouldn't have survived it. But. Well, very dangerous because you know yeah. the spillways have have an undertow with a you know the water goes 
you know, over the spillway, and then there's an undertow. So I mean, it can pull you straight down to the bottom. Right. And then if, chances are, if they would have survived the, the crash part and ended up in the water, a humpback whale would have come over and scooped them up and swallowed them whole. Absolutely. You know, so yeah. it, like it, I said, it wouldn't yeah. have ended well any way you look at it. But yeah. uh, but we'll have to wait and see. But I, uh, the moral of that story is what? Don't don't uh, use an electric boat near a bent dam or don't use any no, type well, of boat like I said, near Like I said, situational awareness. You have to know yeah. the weather. You have to know the conditions that you're going out in. Right. Is your boat capable of doing it? Um, mm-hmm. Stay away from areas where your boat shouldn't be. Yeah. And, you know, those are all things that probably uh, people renting a boat may not think about. I actually right. have a similar story that kind of illustrates the same thing and i'll share that with uh, you and the crew next here on the world of boating you're listening to the world of boating radio network Excited to uh, check out these beautiful waters with you in a really cool way. All right. See that boat over there? Yeah. I think we're going to sail on it today. Oh my God, (laughs) yes. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, that's me. Captain Patrick is back with us. He survived the uh, falls. Uh, and we're going to uh, find out what happened with him in just a second. Mike the Mariner buried the boat around out of the crew. All right, so real quick, this story that kind of is along the same lines as these four ladies that went up to the spillwell or spillway of the uh, of the dam. I was in Catalina with some friends, and there could have been a cocktail or two. That's kind of why I brought that up. Like maybe the ladies were out just uh, not paying attention, more doing more socializing. Uh, than than boating and paying attention to what they were supposed to, uh, and, and maybe I'm just projecting my own story because we were in Catalina in the marina there at Avalon, and you know they have this fast ferry that goes across from Long Beach, California to Catalina back and forth. You know, two or three hours every every uh, you know on the hour kind of thing back and forth, taking passengers, and we were already in the marina hanging out on a boat. And we uh, got on the dinghy, five of us. It was in like a 12-footer. So we were pretty packed in there, this small little dinghy. And we had a friend coming over on the fast ferry. We wanted to go and greet when he uh, arrived at the uh, fast ferry dock there, the Catalina Express. And these are jet boats. So they have two massive jet engines on the back of this thing that propel this thing through the water and can make it hydroplane the whole thing uh, very fast. So they get some pretty powerful engines on it. So we go up after they have uh, hooked up and people start unloading and we kind of come up towards the back of the boat. You know, it's still idling because they just drop people off and then pick up a new group and head back over to California, right? And uh, next thing you know, I see my buddy and we all, hey, how you doing, Mark? What's going on? And uh, and then all of a sudden you see the, the crew people on the Catalina Express start yelling and waving back at us. They're like, yeah, hey, how you guys doing? They're like, no, you're getting too close. You're getting too close. You know, because the engines were right there at the back of the vessel where we were kind of cruising up to. And it was like, oh, yeah, no problem. And so the guy who was running the motor, you know, he, he shifts it into uh, uh, a reverse 
Well, and it, it, it doesn't go. It won't go into reverse. And so we have like two oars in the boat and uh, we start to realize like, hey, we are starting to drift a little bit closer. And you can see these things. It looks like the bat, you know, these jet engines look like the the fire exhaust of the Batmobile. Okay. And uh, we're getting closer and you you start to feel the heat. And I'm in the middle of the vessel and I'm looking at, you know, the captain and everybody there, like now they're screaming. And now we realize like, uh oh, this isn't good. And the boat won't move. Get an oar. And, and I'm, you know, the one guy grabs an oar and he starts trying to push away and he can't really get any momentum going because now we got a little bit of a drift and a current going against us. And I'm like, well, this is how I'm going to go. We're going to drift right up to these jet engines of the Catalina Express and have the flesh melted away from our bones. <laughs> so, and there's, but you know, there's a huge crowd at the dock. We put on quite, quite an impressive show. And just in the nick of time, Harbor Harbor Patrol came over, threw us a rope, and pulled us away from our imminent deaths. So there you go. I have my story too. What does that tell you? It that is you. a story. That is a story that could have been told in about um, an eighth of the time that you just spent. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> it's it's one it's one of those. You're supposed to milk what? it for every minute you can get, Patrick. Yeah. Come no, on. Because when, What's wrong when with I you? do when I do that, you're like, come on, get to get to it, get to get it, get to, to the point, it. get to the or, point, right? But. But when you do it, it becomes an old man story where in the 1940s, we used to wear hats and we put a fish in our left pocket. <laughs> now, we really didn't know why we put fish in our left pocket, but it was all the rage of the I day. don't even know what he's and, rambling about. I'm just turning them out. Barry, Mike. Barry and Mike do. That's why they're laughing. Yeah. They, I hit it right on the head, sir. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. Patrick's so back. <laughs> yes. I, I think he landed Patrick. on his head when he went over the falls. That's <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying. You know, right. it, it's it seems that every boating season, we have, unfortunately, three or four of these stories related to boats that actually get hung up on spillways, or unfortunately, there's been the occasion where they've gone over. And I just have to question, why do they allow recreational boats out on these bodies of water knowing that these spillways are open? Well, I noticed we have some small dams down here, and they have floating buoys where the spillways are. Yeah. So they had nothing like that marking off this area, I guess. Hmm. Well, and you don't want to put any type of a barrier up or a net or anything like that because the unfortunate incident where somebody loses power and they get caught up against that barrier, then it could capsize the boat, cause it to go under. Then Then you're trapped up against this safety device. I just question as to why they're even allowing electric boats, rental boats out on a body of water like that to begin with. Well, maybe they, there was a buffer zone. They weren't supposed to, you know, right. trespass yeah. over and, and they weren't paying yeah, attention. That's my guess. Be fine. Yeah. So. Yeah. But again, you, you've got people that, again, rental boats, you have to figure they're probably not as knowledgeable and they've got a limited amount of power. And if the unfortunate occurs, you, you would, Here's what you need to do. See this anchor? If you lose power, throw this overboard immediately, you know, to, so that you don't get hung up over the spillway, capsized, crushed, injured, and or killed Yeah, um, in that manner. Well, they but either if, didn't know or they uh, uh, weren't paying attention. It's just so, one or the other, right? The, the, yeah, maybe, possibly. Who knows? If they may have been like, hey, look, there's a there's a waterfall over there. Let's go get some pictures for our Instagram or mm-hmm. our TikTok. Yeah. And, you know, next thing you know, they get a little bit too close. And maybe there was someone uh, on the dam they were waving to like, hey, it'd be cool. We'll go say, hey, how you doing? How you doing, Mark? It, it you know? doesn't matter. Yeah. 
Um, they're safe. That's all that matters. And when you look at that story uh, on the World of Boating Facebook page or the World of Boating website, the rescue boat that comes up, it, I've never seen one like that. It actually looked like a, re- a reverse uh, tunnel boat, uh, like a single seat, because the blunt edge, what you would think would be the stern, was pointed towards the boat that was in distress, and the fork ends were aft with the outboard engine uh, mounted in between them. It was uh, that was uh, hmm. something I had not seen before. Well, I thought it was the rental boat uh, operator's boat that rescued them and pulled them out of there. That's what I thought I read. Is that not right? Or I read know? a parks and recreation boat hmm. um, well, had I come out. But um, anyway, um, it worked. It, they survived. It, it worked. And and if you're you're out there and you're boating and you're going out to rent a boat and you don't know the area, inquire. You know, are there any are there any hazards that I need to be aware of, <laughs> like a spillway that could kill me, um, mm-hmm. things of that nature. Um, now here's a uh, a really real. I actually don't have a problem with the people that are running. I don't like scam artists. Okay, I don't think any of us do, but I really don't have a problem with this particular. Uh, scam that that's going on, <laughs> um, in this area, uh, officials warn of parks department imposters at area boat launches. So, uh, Wasau officials are warning residents that people have been posing as Marathon County Parks Department employees and asking for money at area boat launches. <laughs> Why would you? Why would what, you park not have fees a or okay? Now, now hold on. This is why I don't. This is why I don't have a problem with this. According Uh-oh. to Parks Department, someone has been looking for vehicles who didn't pay the boat launch permit. They wait for the owner to get back, and then they demand fifty dollars violation fee. <laughs> what now, do you mean you don't have a problem with that? <laughs> well, well you're you're supposed to pay. Well, that may be, pay. but and you not them. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying somebody who decides no. to take it under their own, uh, Barry, you know, they're going to be their Mike, own police. I, I, I understand. I, he doesn't understand. I know morally not maybe the right thing to do, but honestly, <laughs> do, you, do you have a problem with somebody trying to gig somebody who's trying to get out of paying a boat launch permit fee? Uh, yeah. I have a problem with the person getting out of the boat launch fee, too, yeah. if it's right. supposed to be paid. Right. But right. I certainly have a problem with the scam. Oh, yeah, I, that's what I don't. I, yeah, I, th- I think it's genius because listen, if the park, <laughs> if, if I figured if I figured out someone was trying to scam me like that, I'd tell them to go pound sand. Yeah, and, <laughs> but if if the parks department isn't going to have somebody out there monitoring, and somebody has some enterprising individual or individuals have taken upon themselves, listen. <laughs> I got away. We 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 scam. We but wait, the money's not going to go to anything constructive. Wait, it's oh, not going to anything constructive it's, now. It's, they're not paying yeah, it. They're not paying the fee. So no, no but I mean, the if the there rent. was actually somebody policing it for real, but but you're saying, oh, oh, pay the pay the fifty bucks to this scam artist, and you're good with that, Patrick? What? I, I, I'm saying that if you are an individual and you're going to this particular boat ramp. You have, and you, you, and, and, you deserve to get scammed. That's what you're you, saying. And, and you're take and you are but, knowingly not paying the permit fee to launch your boat for the day. You're that cheap. You're launching your hundred and eighty thousand dollar boat to go out boating and spend three hundred dollars on gas and food and all that. You can't pay the boat permit fee. Fork over that fifty bucks. Okay.
Okay, well, if I agreed with you, we'd both be wrong. And uh, we'll just leave it at that on the world of boating. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spiderwebbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast fatten down the hatches aye aye sir Man the mousesprit, stow the mizzen mast, jive the jib boom, hoist the mainsail and lower the tattersail. Look sharp, lad. Pipe the starboard hatch the leeward. Watch the trim the scuppers of the port boot deck. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Mike the Mariner, bear the boat around and out the crew. All right, so um, you don't want to boat near spillways. Uh, you don't want to jump in the water and get scooped up by a humpback whale. Maybe there's some other things you can do on your boat that would be a little bit more enjoyable uh, well, today. if you happen to be up on Boone Lake, uh, Tennessee area, um, if you happen to be uh, moored up, in serenity cove Hmm. um you probably don't want to be there either because a huge part of their boat slip 
actually broke free and drifted down the river. Hmm. <laughs> the slip itself? Oh, yeah. A covered slip. I'm talking... Um, a whole dock. A, so yes. the dock became yeah, a totally. raft, is what you're saying. Hey, yep. Somebody got themselves an awesome dock on their property. Hmm. So some guy shows up at work and walks out there and goes... Where'd my marina go? Yeah, <laughs> P- pretty much. Wow. You know, well, these were floating docks then, right? <laughs> the, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they would have been floating docks. Okay. okay. I, I would expect such a question from Greg. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just making sure because I could understand a floating dock. You break its moorings and off it goes. If it had been a regular dock that floated away, that would have been cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah this this was would- um, a fairly large <laughs> uh, uh, floating dock that. Uh, came loose and was uh, drifting down to where it came a- on some. Did it have any boats? Property, with it? no boats. Uh, from what I could see, it hmm. looked like it was like it was empty. Yeah. Uh, someone prop- stole the boats first. <laughs> <laughs> a property owner where it came to uh, rest uh, tied it up. It's and, like, hey, this uh, is awesome. <laughs> that's a pretty busy night. Someone steals all the boats, and then someone steals the marina. Yeah. You know, I don't know that it, I don't know necessarily according to the story that it was part of a marina because the property owner where the uh, slip, if you will, uh, is currently tied up said it came loose from Serenity Cove. He knows the slip's owner Mm. and he's tied it to his property to keep it drifting further down the lake. Ah, okay. And he said that the dock is a friend of ours. So I'm thinking he's talking about the dock owner or the dock owner is a doctor. (laughs) <laughs> um, I'm not okay. sure which because it's Tennessee, so who knows. Um, the dock is a friend of ours, and it's about three or four hundred yards away, up to like right there in Serenity Cove, and that it just ropes over, tensioned, and they broke, and the dock was a boy. These people do not know how to either talk or report. I can't even. Remember. <laughs> this is absolutely horrible. I, I'm trying. I'm trying to read it verbatim, and my my, I just can't. You just do it. Can't. You got to do it with a southern draw. If it's Tennessee, if, maybe that. If, Jer- if Jerry was help. here, right. Jerry would make this make sense. Yeah. Well, you, he could be our translator for hillbilly. Um, yeah. But hold on. Let me hit myself upside the head five times, and then I could probably do it. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. did, real quick, did you see there was an aerial photograph of, and I don't know the name of the lake, the one where the Hoover Dam is? That is so low now. There was the set of docks. Oh, Lake Mead. Yeah, Lake that's Mead. Uh, outside yeah. Vegas. Yeah, and yes. and and you saw the docks there completely dry, just sitting there. Hmm. Uh, it yeah. looked like someone just took a, a a laser and cut an outline of a dock. It didn't even look real. Yeah, that lake is very low. Well, they don't have to worry about their uh, their docks floating away. Then I guess. No, look at the bright no. side. But I, <laughs> yeah. you know, I gotta. If this was somebody's private dock, as I'm looking at this one shot of it taken from somebody's veranda, yeah, uh, what we call a balcony here in the, in Florida, but in Tennessee, it's a veranda. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. This thing's got had like eleven covered slips in it. If this was somebody's private dock, man, they are doing really well. Um, <laughs> but it really looked like it came from a marina. Uh, it looks yeah. like something that you would see right, actually where you're at, Mike. It looks like something from there, from uh, uh, Hidden Harbor, right up the, uh, yeah. the river from you there. Well, if it yeah. floats off like that, let's say the where it ended up, uh, the homeowner wasn't friends with the uh with this dock owner could he just claim ownership like hey finders capers i would 
Yeah. Salvage rights type of thing. I mean, could, could that apply in such kind of situation or would they have to the be in the ocean? Salvage rights? Yeah, yeah I, I was going to say, do salvage rights um, apply? On an, inland, and, on an inland body of water like yeah. that? I'm not sure, but here's the thing. I would be charging at least $50. Um, per person to dock at my brand new um, yes. <laughs> flip. Exactly. Rental <laughs> rates will go up immediately for sure. Like, uh, or like, hey, you know, at the old place it was fifty bucks a slip. Now it's going to be seventy. Right. Location, location, location. Hey, as we uh, we get ready to wrap up our show, um, again, some of the things that we didn't get uh, to. There is this a really scary video. Uh, that shows a pickup crashing into a boat. Now, this is something that happened on a residential street. Okay. Um, and there's two guys that are at the back of the boat, you know, getting ready to head out for the day. Uh, this passed out driver said he had just gotten a COVID shot. And that's what caused this to happen. But the, 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 uh, that's a side work, effect I haven't heard of, by the yeah, way. <laughs> me, me either. But the, uh, you know, taken from somebody's home security camera, it's, re- it's, you see everything, and these guys uh, probably never moved so fast in all of their life um, as they worked to dodge this car that came in. And this aluminum boat um, literally compacted into the size of a suitcase. Wow. Well, it's disposable. They got a good story out of it, at least, I guess. Look, once again, look at the bright side. Look at the stories that you can gain from all this craziness. All right, on that note, we'll wrap it up till next time. Remember, whether it's sail or motor, life, life is, better, is better, better as a motor. Safe boating, everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at (gasps) worldofboating.com. Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.